another episode of the Gear and Beers podcast with Justin Casonas here at my home, along with our dog, well, my dog Ace, just being a brat and bothering yeah, us. Acting like my dog right now. Yeah, as always, we're sipping on some brews. Um, today we are sipping on, what do we got there? The Wolf Pup Session IPA. Then we also have a old Rasputin Imperial... Stout, I believe is what this is. What is this? It's got to be an Imperial Stout. Yeah, Russian yeah, Imperial yeah. Stout, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going to get someone effed up. And another IPA, the Amarillo Gorilla, from one of my favorite breweries here in the South Bay, Smog City. So that should be pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so Justin, thanks so much for uh, coming down. Oh, thanks for I having me. I know it's me, uh, raining. Back again. Yeah, dude. Always a pleasure. <laughs> I know last time we... Uh, I lost the hard drive, so I lost my <laughs> sessions. I've kind of sucked balls, but what can you do? If people start hearing me do random dog noises, it's because because my dog. I, I have to get the dog attention uh, always. Look, at he's over there getting his scratchy. So if you hear a lot of clink, 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 that's his dog collar. Mm. Well, Eventually, you're so gonna good. hear you're gonna hear him like whining, like <laughs> or barking or something like that. Especially if you hear sirens. So oh, because yeah. you are well, because we are at my home. We're going to hear a lot of like cars honking, people screaming, maybe some neighbors fighting. Could be a couple murders. A couple murders. I don't know, man. We're in the hood, so things can happen. <sighs> oh, look, he's about to go into the window. Look, mm-hmm. look. Wait, that's what he oh, does. He'll go. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good watchdog right there. Oh, yeah. Dude, he'll, he'll I'll come home from work, and this dude's just posting the window, just like scanning the scene. <laughs> like, I see you. Like, somebody will walk by, and he's just staring at him. And then he'll see me, he'll get all crazy and everything. He'll run around, do his thing. And then once he knows I'm home, he'll go back to the window and just stare. He's crazy, man. Ah, that's that's a good dog. Yeah, it is a that's good dog. a very good dog right there. All right. And as always, uh, we like to tell you what we're using here. So uh, you think you can give it a crack? I know. Uh, it's a pretty, it's I, a pretty I see, elaborate I one, see right? two focus right units. One's a Claret. Uh, is this one also Claret? And what's this? That's a Scarlet. That's a Scarlet. 18i8. Yeah. SM7Bs. No fancy signal processing. Not today. We're going straight into Pro Tools. Yeah. We're uh, we're going in butt naked. Well, we will have processing in post, but for now, we're just going straight. Uh, two SM7Bs with the FET heads. <laughs> we're and, going raw dog. <laughs> yeah, raw dog. <laughs> uh, and then from there, we're going into the Claret 2 Pre, and then out Thunderbolt to the Mac. And then I'm also sending the signal from... The Claret, both the uh, you know the mic signals that we have, and we're st- I'm sending that over to the Scarlet 18i8, and I'm using that as a headphone app. So that's pretty. So I can hear myself. So you can hear yourself, yeah. Because yeah, the Claret 2 Pre unfortunately only has one headphone port. <clears throat> uh, I could have used the Scarlet, but I prefer the actual preamps on this guy. Really? Yeah. They're, uh, what are the difference? So these guys have a different design, give you a little bit more gain. Um, they're modeled after the ISA. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, oh, okay. they're, they're called like the air preamps, uh, but they have a function here with, that's called air. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you engage it, it actually mimics the uh, ISA circuitry. So why don't I go ahead and do that? Let's see how it sounds. All right. So we're... Uh, so right now we're normal, right? Yeah, we're normal. Oh, uh, so it's a digital feature. It's not yeah, a yeah. hardware. So check it out. Okay. Well, it's hardware in here. Oh, okay. So watch. And, ooh. All right, so now. We just totally lost our that? bottom. You see that? Yeah. So that adds like a little bit more, you know, top end. So 
What do you think? Should we leave it on or? I kind of like the boominess. You like the boominess? Do you like the boominess? I like the boominess. I, I like both. It, it depends on what we're using it for. Sorry. So we're going to go back. All right. Oh. All right. So you hear that? I like I like a thick bottom. All right. We'll, we'll leave it like that. But it actually sounds pretty cool for um, when you're doing like a female vocalist or or someone that has a higher register. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, it do, does sound great. Uh, I like it on overheads and I also like it on acoustic instruments. Right. It sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you know, everyone's ears are different. So, but that's that. And then, you know, after after this is recorded, I'm going to go ahead and use the Steam Slate stuff because I'm all up on his oh, nuts. This uh, stuff is so good. Right? I love Steam Slate. Like, uh, well, uh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, the stuff. Yeah, you know, the, the stuff. Slate digital yeah. stuff, dude. <laughs> like, dude. Um, so I, I, uh, I uh, you know, I have the everything bundle Me and too. I pay monthly. And uh, I got the distressor. Uh, yeah. And uh, I really like it. I like it too. I mean, I, I would, you know, if I had the hardware, I definitely would go for the hardware. Oh, all day. But, you know, considering that I don't have the hardware here and, you know, I'm doing, I'm going to do some quick edits after the fact, it definitely, you know, it kicks ass. And the great thing yeah. is that you have as many as you want. That, dude, that is the That's the thing. awesome like, thing. So I'm currently working on a mix project with one of my buddy's bands. Sorry, I had boogers there. My I had sense. a burp too. We both had uh, to turn away. Right. Um, and uh, so we're using uh, a distressor on the kick and the snare, uh-huh. right? And then everything else, we're using the, the uh, slate distressor. Right. Because, you know, we didn't have 10 more distressors. And uh, it was pretty interesting to hear how it held up with the hardware. Of course, there's some anomalies that the hardware does that make it stand out more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just the effect that you get with you know when you you run a snare through and you and you smash oh, it it's, just, it's oh, amazing dude. but you can almost get something close to that yeah i mean um, it feels like there is something missing i feel like there's a little bit of thickness yeah being lost in the right like the, the initial structure. attack is there but there's like no bottom end to it but i mean that's still you know what i found out though you can actually you, you can actually add that back in but not using like an eq right uh-huh. But using the, uh, what's it called? The FG Bomber. Ooh, the Bomber. Dude, the Bomber. Man, the Bomber was a sleeper for me. Dude, I used the Bomber on bass. I've Okay, so I've used it on bass, guitars, and this album. I used it bass, guitars, and drums. Uh-huh. And I was, it, it did something to the stuff where I was just kind of like, wow. I didn't realize that I can do that with this guy. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a cool one. Like, I didn't understand it at first, and then I just started playing with it recently. I'm like, okay, I think I... I finally get what this thing is supposed to do is it like a transient shaper kind of or something i mean it's more for you know obviously it's more for low-end stuff yeah but i think i kind of use it to push things to kind of make things break up and dirty up uh bases that's the way i like to do it i know there's some presets on there right and i like to mess with the presets but i never really was a big preset guy i like to go in there and mess with my own shit but for this last project some of the presets were on there Mm-hmm. I kind of just, you know, my buddy was like, dude, use this preset on here. Watch. And then I was like, really? Like, don't you think we should dial it in? He was like, dude, just load the preset. So I loaded the preset and I was like, oh shit, yeah. that's pretty, that's pretty ballsy right there. That's tits. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> like I'll trust the preset a little bit more next time. <laughs> Are you on the, uh, the slate audio files, Facebook group? I am not. No. Okay. So I'm somewhat of an idiot when it comes to this stuff. I saw, you know, Slate has the presets and, you know, it's in the main preset menu. 
I did not realize that each individual plugin had its own individual presets. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, People man. were talking about, I'm like, what, what, what the hell? What is, what do you guys mean? So yeah. I looked and I'm like, Oh, there they are. Dude. You know, what's crazy is, uh, I am a beta tester for them. Right. So I got to test the FG Mobber. I got to test, um, the 1073 Mike Pre and the other mm. one that came out, the emulation and a few other plugins. I didn't get to do the, um, the distressor. I missed that because I didn't sign the NDA. Uh. But I, I, when I heard that it was happening, I was like, oh, cool, you know, whatever. And uh, there's a few other plugins that I, that I tested that, you know, that I got to keep. But, oh, I, the BVC stuff. The three compressors. Oh yeah, I you know I beta tested that as well. I and I need those, man. Dude, I you need gotta those. get them. Bro. I have them. I have the everything bundle, but I they're mean, not on there. Oh, they're on there. Oh, okay, but those I I can't work without those, bro. All right, so the the very mu one, right? I I really love that one, but I really got into the gray compressor. Oh, I love the gray. That's the SSL. The, one. That's the SSL one. Yeah, um, love so it. what I do is I'll load the preset. Uh, I think it's called Smashed. I think mm -hmm. that's what it is. Let me find out. Hold on. So the preset I was talking about is the mix squatcher. Squasher. Squasher. Squatcher. 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 I like squatcher. Squanchy. You should go with squanch. Squanch. Like squanch. Yes, yeah. Dude, squanch I love your on? fucking sweater, bro. Oh, thanks, it's man. It's pretty badass. Yeah, I waited four hours to get this fucking yeah. thing. No way. That was the Rickmobile. Oh, no way. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Four fucking hours. Oh, my God. And there were like, I think, 20 people behind me that were able to buy stuff. And after that, there was like another like 50 or 70 people. And they were told, sorry. Oh shit, that sucks, dude. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so what we were saying, uh, the gray compressor. So, so I use the uh, mix squasher uh, preset, and then I, I'll kind of mess around with the attack and the release just a little bit, not too much. Uh -huh. Like, all right, I'll, I'll bring it up or down. But what I do is I'll take the mix knob and I'll I'll bring it down to about fifty percent. Right. And then it, something about that just kind of makes my and I use it for parallel compression right, on right, the drums. Right. And it just makes it stand out so much more. And it's like, fucking A, dude. Like, what? Oh, it's, so good. it's amazing. Um, I love using the FG Mu for um, parallel compressing guitars. That's the very Mu one. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's really great. You know what else it's great for? It's also great for vocals. I haven't tried that. Oh, you got to use it for vocals, dude. It does, uh, I don't know what it is. It's probably because it's a little bit slower, where it actually compresses the vocals a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Or, or is it the opposite? I can't remember. But it does something to the vocals where it, you know, they, they sound really good. Nice. I just burped. Sorry. That was like me last time. Dude, couldn't yeah, stop burping. Just couldn't stop burping. Was, All right. So, Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do in terms of audio? You know, how'd you get started? You know, things of that nature. Uh, basically, uh, my professional work is in the post-production field. All about uh, recording uh, voices, do voiceover. A lot of voiceover uh, language, foreign language dubbing. And uh, what else do ADR from time to time when I'm lucky. And, uh, and then I do mixing and that's about it. Like how I got started. Um, like I think a lot of people, you know, I was in a band, went to a studio, some kid's garage we recorded. And I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. I want to learn how to do this. And then went to eventually went to Valley College after taking a year off. Is that LAVC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think my old professor from LA Harvard College is there now. He is. Actually, Jen and I ran into him at, uh, at NAM. 
Who was it? I forgot his name. Steve Gumas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we ran into him. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. he was my professor for two or three semesters at LA Harvard College. Jens too, yeah. No so, shit, what a small fucking world. Yeah, so we ran Great to him. Great dude. Yeah. Great dude, I love that guy. Seems nice. So he's no longer at Harvard College? Nope, he bounced. Oh, he's at Valley now. I gotta see who's there now. But all right, anyway, so, so, yeah. so yeah, LAVC. LAVC, and I was there for a few years, and uh, my teacher there gave me an internship. That was at a post house. And at first I was like kind of disappointed. I'm like, oh, post, I want to do music. And the more I started learning and it's like, oh, you know, I think this is better than music. Dude, post is hard. It's hard, but yeah. like it I was sit- tedious, right? It is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it can be. And you know, as I was sitting off there, sir, thank you. Almost done with the- oh, we're done. And we're done. And we're done. Like, I'm, I'm nice. going to do this one real quick. Yeah. That's so Wolf good. Wolf buffed. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so yeah, um, I was sitting there watching my, uh, uh, the guy that was training me, who is now my really good friend, we've been working together for almost 10 years. And I was watching him work, and I was like, Oh man, how am I gonna pull this off? This guy's moving so fast, and he's working, you know, foreign language. So he knows exactly where to punch in and out, hearing these words. Like, I'm never gonna get this. Like, I don't, this is overwhelming. And then eventually I started jumping on, doing it, you know, getting chewed out by directors here and there, and finally catching it after, like, you know, so many sessions and then now it's just second nature. Now I'm that fast. And I like how you said I was getting chewed out by directors. Yeah. Um, it's funny because a lot of people think that this shit's easy, right? They think oh, they, not- Oh God, anyone can sit behind a console and press play or anyone can sit behind a computer and run pro tools. Yeah. Um, and you know, to some extent it is easy to record, mm-hmm. but you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Like it takes a while for you to get to the point where it's second nature. Yeah. Like, like I mean, you don't even think about it, it's just instinct. Right. Like I'm sure there's times where you're you're kind of just like on auto, right? Like you you go, you grab a certain mic, you put it a certain way, you connect certain things to it because you know it's going to work. Mm-hmm. So you don't sit there going, "Man, I don't know if this is going to work or not." Yeah. But you already instinctively know, like this is what's going to work for me right here, right now. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And you know, how do we learn by fucking up? Oh yeah. Okay. Like how many times? I can, you know, oh shit, I need like 10 hands to count how many times I fucked up. Like, no yeah. joke. I mean, major props to directors for having patience with me. Yeah. Like, and, and now they love me. Like, but that's good. They I really mean, don't want to work with anybody else but me and, you know, my other coworker. Like, yeah. and Jen too. Yeah. And now, you know, what's good about that is that you build a reputation from going, you know, from the bottom of the totem pole to going up mm-hmm. in caliber. So to them, they see that and they're like, you know, if this guy, you know, can fucking pick it up that quick, that just means it's going to get better. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, all right, so you you got into post, yep. right? And then uh, it was that place, and then my Earth. buddy, yeah, my buddy that trained me eventually started going to go work at. Uh, well, I'm repeating letters and words. Uh, went to go work at Postmodern in Burbank, and then he brought me there, and then he left and went to Cinemagnetics, and then um, Postmodern ended up leaving that Burbank spot. So then luckily I got pulled into Skylark, which was right across the hall. And then uh, after that, I ended up going at Sid Magnetics. Okay, so yeah, what was I saying? Uh, postmodern, then went to Skylark, and then got brought into Cinemag. And now I'm still at Cinemag. Yeah. Like uh, like the Transformers? Cinemag that Transformers? Cinemag? <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Cinemagnetics. Cinemag- All right, so, All right, and so- then from that, like, okay... And this was before you went to Har- uh, to Dominguez? Uh, 
only no post when I went to postmodern that was after Dominguez. Okay, but the but other, you were working yeah I was working all those jobs during uh, when you were going to Dominguez. Yeah, as well. the first job where I interned. Well, not really. In, I, mean, I guess learned. So I'd say it wasn't much of an internship. All right, play. Nice. Let's get you. Let's get you in on some of this. I'm listening. Listen. You should. That's it. Look at dicks. I was about to say dicks. <laughs> Gorilla dicks. Gorilla dicks. <laughs> gorilla. Amarilla gorilla dicks. All right, back to uh, Justin here since we had Ace and some other intrusions. So while you were going to Dominguez, you were working in your first place, right? Right. And then when did you transition to the other to the other places after oh, Dominguez? Yeah, after. Okay. So uh, give us that timeline there. Oh, well, so what happened? That? All right. So what happened when you graduated Dominguez? What? Where were you at uh, during that time, and then after that? During Dominguez, I was at this place called Artwood Sound, which is basically a studio in the back of uh, the boss's house. And then I had a couple other jobs in between. There was this place called JBI Studios in Canoga Park that was basically a localization factory. It was really, it was really tedious work. I was going to say that, and then. Through Artwood Sound, I also did some work on and off for Studio City Sound, which is more of a music studio. But we did some ADR dubbing there, too. And they also called me up to do random music recording jobs and, and ADR work, which we can talk about later. Yeah. And from there, I think, when did I start? I don't even remember the years now, man. Um, it's all a blur. I got to look at a resume to figure this out. <laughs> oh, you write your resume? I always have my resume on my computer. Smart Where's man. It? Smart man. Oh, I don't have it on this one. What's a fathead? Your fucking face. <laughs> it walked right into that yeah, one, man. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm leaving that on. <laughs> I'm leaving that on the podcast. What's a fathead? Your face, bitch. That's how you should start it. Yep. You should hear the one we did with uh, Cameron. Yeah, they were talking about all this shit. Like, someone said Billy. Billy. And like I thought it was like the name Billy. Mm. And, I, and then they're like, no, he's talking about Billy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? They got me drunk on. Or no, I got myself drunk. They were talking about <laughs> Black Panther. And they brought some cognac. Ooh. And it was pretty good. It's called Do 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 Do
it took me about a week and a half to give him a final answer. So, I mean, it, this is a um, a job with benefits, though, right? Mm-hmm. All right, that's pretty full cool. time. Yeah, full-time it's a full time job. job. Benefits, Salary, benefits. Sal- yeah. No weekends. I get my weekends. I mean, you saying you don't work weekends? Oh yeah, no, yeah, I don't like work right? weekends. Yeah, unless I have absolutely have to, in which I avoid at all costs. I mean, you know, but that's. It's good to have the option of not working on weekends. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I love not working weekends. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I still work weekends because, you know, I do the audio stuff and I have my, my full-time gig. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, not having to work on weekends and doing it because I'm going to go work audio, uh-huh. that's like an entirely different scenario there. Like, I, you know. You know what's funny is uh, I didn't realize there was a gorilla in this bottle. Yeah, it bro. might have just been my subconscious when I made the gorilla duck joke. Uh, no, man, there's a real <laughs> gorilla in there. Yeah. Oh, I, I subconscious man. I must have like seen it, not paid attention to it, and (laughs) making some random comments, you know, and drinking. That's too good. Oh, you want some more? A little more head on that one. Oh yeah, it's a little skunky that one. Yeah. What is this again? Amarillo Gorilla, and this is from Smog City, which is in Torrance, Mm -hmm. which is uh, right around the corner from, uh, where's that one I took you to? We were watching the games. Oh, I remember that place. Uh, Um, Shoot. Um, That was a Yoruba Columbia game. Yeah, yeah. um, Monkish Monkish Brewery. Monkish Brewery? Monkish Brewery, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, so, and then now you're at CMI. Yeah. Cinemagnetics. Cinemagnetics. Cool. But you still record music on the side, right? Like you still produce and engineer on the side? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a while, but it's been at least a year. No, it's been at least a couple of years, I think. Has it been two years? The had last a, one you did was what? The Brain? Yeah, it was Brain Dead. That was not last summer. It was the summer before that. Because I was, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because you went to the shelter to record some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and Shelter, their rehearsal studio. We recorded the drums at the rehearsal studio while there's like a bass player like going as loud as you can through the walls. Luckily, I just filtered that stuff out and mostly, oh, dude, I hate that. mostly sampled everything. But um, well, in terms of the drums, yeah, okay, and his own drums too. And then we recorded the guitars at my parents' oh, house. Pretzels. Look, look, damn, oh, man, I'm like we're at a real bar now. Huh? That was a good person. <laughs> Now, guys, you're going to hear us crunching on some pretzels mm-hmm. while we drink beers because it's Saturday night. And why not? It's raining outside. we got to save room somehow. Oh, wow. Dude, I got my busy bee earlier. I'm, like, good. That thing hit the spot. Oh. Yeah, busy bee, too. Yeah, I know. I told him when he texted me, he goes, oh, man, I want some busy bee. I was like, dude, I'm already on it. I'm already eating it right now. And then Jen tells him, they close at 4. He goes, bro, she lied to me. <laughs> Dude, I looked it up on the phone. Like, there's no four o'clock. Like, uh, you know, I don't trust her. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. I was sure like, enough, was at it was six. PM. She didn't lie it to him. She was uh, offended that I questioned her uh, information. They used to call that four. What'd you say though when you proved her wrong? She was like, "How dare you? Like, <laughs> how come you don't trust me?" You're like, but it's at 6 p.m. here. This is why I don't trust you. You know what her, her ulterior motive was? Mm. She wanted a happy roll. Oh. And I was like, last time we were here, we had a happy roll. I want my fucking sandwich. Yeah. Happy rolls are still good, though. I bro. alternate. I go between busy bee and the happy roll. There's nothing wrong with that. No. All right. So tell me more about 
the last project that you worked that wasn't at CMI, which was a brain dead stop. The music uh, stuff. The music yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I know last time we talked about it, you said that there was a very interesting setup that you were using. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. So we recorded the drums at their rehearsal studio at a lockout. So obviously there's noise going through the walls. It's a lot of bleed. Yeah, sure. Why not? Top you off there, sir. Oh, perfect. And um, um, to old Rasputin after this. Is there a Rasputin? Let me, let me pop it open now so the tendons can open up. It's like wine. Open up the tent. That's how cold it is. We gotta, we, we'll keep it colder here. Um, well, we'll have it wait for us. Here, pop that bad boy in there. Put the cap back in. There's space in there somewhere. Just find the hole. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it? That's a right there. Yeah, so... um. So, basically, all I had to record with them, because I didn't have all the fancy gear, was my laptop and a FirePod 8-channel interface. And then, since 8-channels isn't enough to record drums, I borrowed Jen's Tascam US... Oh, man, last time we had to look this up. Mm -hmm. Like, 11-something. Yeah. 11-10 or US something. I don't know. Another 8-channel. USB interface and I slaved them up using a um, spit of cables I think and the MIDI cable so I made I slaved her interface and her laptop to mine oh shit and simultaneously recorded oh so you sent um, MIDI time code mm -hmm. and that's how you were able to slave it yeah no oh, that's pretty cool yeah so like it was awesome so talk more about that because I don't think a lot of people nowadays know anything about that considering that. Well, I didn't know anything about it either until I looked <laughs> it up. I was like, there's got to be a way to do this. And I was like looking through forums. And I'm like, oh, this is how you do it. And I tried it, tested it. I'm like, it works. So when you do the uh, mini time code, it sends the transport message, right? Right. For it to start and, yeah, and stop. Yeah, so as okay. soon as you start recording it. Yeah, so I for those that may not know, that's old school shit that people used to do with synthesizers and sequencers and things of that mm -hmm. nature. And like how we used to transfer from the uh, DD8s to the Pro Tools 001. That's right. Digi 001. Yeah. So nowadays we don't have to worry about any of that shit because you have interfaces that have ADAT inputs and outputs mm -hmm. so that you can, you know, use those and then use one of the units and slave off of that via the clock. And then you have certain interfaces that have four ports of eight at so two ins two out so you can you know even add, add another eight so you can have 24 in and out mm -hmm. you know at 44 148k yeah so the fact that you actually had to do that that's pretty fucking badass because i don't think anyone else would have thought of that <laughs> i know i wouldn't not have been like oh fuck this i'm just gonna go eight right channels now. that's it <laughs> yeah you get eight channels motherfucker <laughs> figure it out but you know that's that's one of the cool things about engineering is you know when we hit roadblocks like that we have to find a way to always gotta find a workaround yeah. And there always is. Typically, there is. You know, Usually. sometimes, you know, you could have gotten away with doing the old school, you know, Led Zeppelin kind of miking, right? Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't work with every drummer, right? But you could also have done the old school, uh, you know, do kick and snare first, right? Kick snare toms, mm -hmm. and then do overheads later. Mm -hmm. But you know, you'd have to have a really, really, really solid player yeah. for that that can play to a click, no problem. I did look up beforehand to see if there was a, if it was perfect sync and it's not, there's like, I forgot how many, um, uh, was it? What's the uh, samples? There's a little, I think it was about, I had a number written down somewhere. It was like about 800 and something samples off. And I also sent the snare bottom to the separate machine to the other computer. So I could line up like that if I needed to, but 
once I did the math and figured it out, that's when I just lined it up. And so, I mean, it's not a perfect, perfect yeah. but workaround, you, but it, it worked you know, enough. But you were able to, you know, slide them around and uh-huh. get them in sync. So that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you were able to to stay within samples and not milliseconds, right? right? Or, you know, even a second or, or two, that's actually, you know, pretty pretty awesome. <clears throat> and then after that, you... Um, once you had that recorded, you went into the shelter, right? If I rec- if I recall correctly, we were no, we recorded guitar. I rented. I had them rent a 1073, so we recorded all rhythm guitars at my parents' house, and then we went to the shelter to do bass, vocals, and guitar solos. Nice. Yeah, because I told them like, look, we can't do bass here because you want to use your amps, and if we record anything at the house, the neighbor's gonna be up in arms. It's gonna be over within like the first take. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to record here anymore. And vocals just because we need a quiet space. Yeah. As I munch on these damn mm. pretzels. Oh, these pretzels good. are good. Oh, pretzels, oh, man. Wow, man. You know, the other thing that maybe would have been a consideration would have been going DI into for bass, right? Going into a DI he, he was so anti-DI. <laughs> I mean... But you, I mean, we'd still went DI, but... But if, if you would have reamped, do you think you would have noticed? I don't think so. And you know, I think if I told him we were going to do that, I think he would have been on board. Right. Here's what, and here's the reason why I asked. <clears throat> In this project that I'm currently mixing, we're actually using the DI signal with the uh, Steven Slate S-Gear, uh, you know, yeah. modeling whatever amp thing. And uh, when I first heard it, I couldn't tell the difference. Mm. And I was and it's, I was all like, okay, one. we're gonna we're gonna reamp, we're gonna use the Friette, we're gonna use, you know, the JCM eight hundred, we're gonna use all the apps we have at the shelter, we're gonna you know we're gonna do this right. And then he's like, well, I kind of wanted to just keep using the S gear, and I was like, well, I mean, no, we're gonna you know, I was kind of <laughs> adamant about not using the plugins, but then I heard it right. He like played it, he played me the actual mic right that they put on the cab. And then he played me the one with the S gear, and I couldn't like I wasn't looking at the screen. He just goes, just turn around, and listen to them. And I was so like I thought for sure that the one that I selected was the amp. I was like, that has to be the amp, right? And it wasn't. Wow. It was the S gear, and I was like, damn, dude, what the hell, <laughs> son of a bitch? Yeah, everything I know about the about the world is not true. <laughs> everything I've been told is a lie. Yeah, so, but I, you know, that's just something that came up to me. I was like, well, man, yeah, you know, you could have, but you know, I mean, it all depends on the project too, right? So. Yeah. Did you go DI for the guitars as well? No. No? Wait. No. I went two mics. One mic with the 1073, 57, and then I went with some some cheap AKG or... Was it? Yeah, some cheap AKG. I think it was a Perception, the large mm-hmm. diaphragm Perception, and I ended up not using that one. I ended up actually... Wait, no. No, I had to have gone DI because I did use the S-Gear as a second track. Yeah, so I did use a DI as well. Yeah, so we did go ask here. Ask here on. We went with the amp. For the same, man. And mix them together. That's what we no. did. Yeah. That's now, right. What was your vocal chain like at the <sighs> shelter? What, did, what mics did you use? We, um, I pulled up the SM7, and I pulled up the, um, that large diaphragm Caesar has. I forget the brand. The Lawton Audio? That's right, mm-hmm. the Lawton, yeah. No, that's a good mic. So we pulled up both. I said, hey, give me a take in each. He gave me a take in each. I played it back. Which one you like better? He's like, the seven. Well, he didn't say the seven. He just said that take. And I'm like, okay, that's the seven. 
So we're using the SM7. And I think we went that into the Neve. The 1073? Yeah. Did I go into the Neve? I don't remember anymore, man. I think it was the Neve. Had to be the Neve. The uh, 1073 preamp, I really like. Mm -hmm. The EQ, I'm okay with. But for guitars, I like the API 550. Really? Yeah. I, I love the EQ. Like, I mean, that Neve EQ for acoustic guitars. Oh, dude, yeah. It's for, yeah. I, you know, okay, so it depends on the project. Because I've actually, I've actually tried doing like a, a rap vocal or a rapper through the 1073. Mm. I didn't like it. Mm. So I ended up, what did I use? I think I used an inward connections preamp that we had there at one point. I used that one too. Yeah. And that one's pretty cool. Like it just, it kind of added some depth to the, um, to the vocals. Mm -hmm. And from there I went to the API 550. But again, you know, it depends. Like I think your, your guy had like the. More screamy. Yeah. More like more high shrilled kind of yeah. like, you know, eighties. Old eighties thrash type Hell of yeah. vocals. Up, dude. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, it's pretty cool. And I know you, it's like vastly different than what you do at CMI now, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I haven't done a music project professionally in a long time. You miss it? Yes and no. I'm so unprofessional right now eating pretzels and asking mm -hmm. questions, but you know what? Okay. Pretzels are delicious. You know what's cool is I usually throw a gate on vocals when we do this stuff. Right. I'm not this time because I want people to hear the background conversations we're having right. with Fabian. <laughs> I feel kind of bad we didn't even give him a mic. It would have been great. Um, Don't give me a mic. Remember what happened when you called in? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't say fuck. Yeah, so, <laughs> when, uh, you remember Corey Yamamoto? Yeah, of course. Hey, so, yeah. R.I.P. Corey. Um, so we used to do a radio show at DH, mm -hmm. right? At Dominguez. And uh, we used to get in trouble because we used to curse a lot and do a lot of stupid shit. Right. So this guy calls in one time. Well, we call him. And then, yeah. <laughs> we imagine. <laughs> yeah, he was just like going off the walls. And I was like, well, I guess this is it. This is when we get pulled off the air. Off the air. But luckily, yeah, they didn't really do that. So it was pretty cool. Anyway, back to you. So in CMI, obviously, there's a big contrast for what you do in terms of music and what your day-to-day -day job is. So give us a little rundown about that. What, what do you do at CMI? What's your day like? What, oh, what excites you about the job? What doesn't? Day to days. Um, mostly check emails. Uh, we got two facilities. We got the headquarters is in uh, Stanford, Connecticut. And we got ours in LA. So lately, I've been just basically managing projects. Like I hardly go in the studio to record now. Like. If I have a talent that comes in that a lot of the talents that come in, I know, but I have, you know, obviously we all have people we enjoy working with more than others. So I got one that comes in. I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'll record you for a couple hours and then I'll go back to what I need to do. Because if I leave, you know, if I jump off the emails and go dark, everyone starts freaking out. Yeah. And I can't have people freaking out all the time. But yeah, emails, uh, doing favors for Connecticut, those downloads or like, shipping out like audio tracks or pulling in stuff doing uh even little it stuff here and there which is really not fun yeah man you ever heard of this thing called the terra block from facilis no it's basically like a raid or network hard drive we're supposed to work off of the thing just totally crashed man it's all gone sounds like uh what i used to use in my old well what the editorial suite used to use in our old company called Sandzamp. 
Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's um, you install this fiber card, right? Right. You run fiber out to the switch, and in the switch, there's a bunch of hard drives. Yeah, this one also works off fiber as well. Okay, so it's similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, it could suck for sure. Yeah, so. It could suck. We always complain about it because it's never reliable. And we were supposed to be working off that. And I, we, my old buddy and I were like, no, we're done. We're just going to work internally on the hard drives and the computer. And, and that's it. And good thing is if we were working off that thing, we'd be so fucked right now. That bad, huh? Oh, yeah. It's totally done. I had to pull out. I have to pull everything and ship everything back to the company. Just because it's, it's just dead. That sucks, man. No. Yeah. Sure but, you have a backup of the backup? <laughs> <laughs> what backup? What's back. that? What are talking about? We're sending it so they can try and like do an autopsy and save our stuff. Yeah. But yeah, um, before I was doing that, I was usually just going to recording, dubbing, and mixing. And I still mix. I mixed actually the other day. And um, now we're doing a big localization project in the French. So I'm just going to be editing that and then mixing it real quick. And so I really like kind of pull myself out of the whole recording part. Mm. just to be alert, not alert, be more um, available to Connecticut and anybody else in the office. So it sounds like you went from an actual engineer role to more of a, you know, administrative management role. Somewhat. I mean, that's not my title, but it should be. <laughs> yeah, right. At this point, from from what you're telling me, it should be. Yeah. But I mean... You still get to do some sort of audio work from yeah. time to time. Yeah, I mean, if I could go and do all the audio work I wanted, but I can't mm. at the same time. You kind of have to be the guy. Yeah, I got to be the like, contact. Yeah, that, that could that could kind of suck sometimes. Yeah. Now, in terms of you know, I know you don't really do much now other than mixing, but when you were recording, what was the coolest thing you worked on or things? I mean, it can be multiple. Well, the coolest things were coolest project I worked on were at Skylark. Um, let's see. I mean, the last thing I worked on there was really cool. It was the most recent Final Fantasy uh, Dissidia game. Like that was pretty cool. A new one? Yeah, for a PS4. Damn. Yeah. So you still work for Skylark sometimes? Not officially. Uh oh. <laughs> Damn. I think I just. Drop dime on him. Sorry, I did hear. No one heard the, uh, him. They heard the pretzels. No, <laughs> no, I only heard the pretzels. Okay, so you worked on that Final Fantasy? Yeah, <clears throat> Final Fantasy Dissidia NT. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I also worked on um, the new Cars Three game. Yeah, that movie is lit. Yeah, uh, you know we couldn't use the because um, there's currently a actor strike for a voice actor strike for video games oh really so they had to get sound alikes for that game oh so, that sucks yeah so I mean it was cool a lot of them were really good yeah and um what was the other thing I worked on I did uh, Teen Titans Go that mobile app game so we actually got to work with those actors tight and so that, that was actually fun I was excited for that one if I recall correctly <clears throat> you actually worked with the guy that does Goku's voice mm, Vegeta's Vegeta's voice that was for Final Fantasy Dissidia. Yeah. So it was the same actor that does uh, Vegeta's voice. Yeah. Does he still do the voice now? Oh, yeah. Dude. For Dragon Ball Super, I need to, I need to get on Dragon Ball Super is getting intense, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. You, you, all, you all caught up? Mm-hmm. with the, episode, You're watching Japanese, right? Uh, we, of course. Yeah. yeah. We should, we should oh, do man. a podcast episode on that. Oh, dude, dude that tomorrow I'm waiting for... Yeah. Oh, the episode's already out. No, they're taking a break this week. 
They took a break two weeks ago. Yeah, they took a break last week, the week prior to this one, and then they're taking a break this one. <sighs> but then after this, Tickets. it's done, right? This fucking whatever it is, yes. No more. No, dri- no, no, no. They're gonna continue the story. So but the saga's over. Yeah. Wait, hold but on. But this saga is gone. Hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on. I thought someone was telling me that. No, that's it, man. They're done. No way. And I was like, but they just started. They completely like got rid of GT. GT doesn't. Oh yeah, GT is is done. It's no longer canon. Yeah. Yeah, but this this thing already went long, and G- GT was like fifty two episodes. This is already like. We, didn't we talk about this last this time? This is like too? episode one twenty nine already. Yep. Yeah, we talked about this last time. It's like thirty episodes where explaining the movies. Yeah, God damn, you're right. They didn't do an episode. Fuck, damn, right. no, assholes. When it comes to Dragon Ball Z, <clears throat> yeah, this guy is on it, bro. He's on Crunchyroll all the time. <laughs> I heard Crunchyroll got hacked. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> no, right? They took everything already. They can steal my fake credit card. <laughs> yeah, they take away my PayPal account. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah, fucking fix my credit. Do it. Yeah, yeah. fucking shit. At this point, all right. So, and then uh, you also did you also work with the the Maggio guy, the guy John the Maggio? Yeah, the, yeah. The Bender's voice. Bender's voice. Nice. And also, uh, if you ever watch Under the Red Hood, Batman movie, he played the Joker in that one. Yeah, this guy's all into those that DC was a, movies. That was a badass movie. Under the Red oh, Hood was definitely. fucking awesome. Yeah. And that, you know, that Joker voice is mostly more of his actual voice. That's more of what he actually sounds like. Yeah, because I remember I looked it up and they were, when I looked it up and I obviously when I put Joker's voice, Mark Hamill's. Yeah. Up, so oh, yeah. Mark Hamill, of course. Which, by the way, he just got a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Congratulations. Yeah, more people Mark came Hamill, out than man. they thought. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Props. Loved it. You know, can't wait for the new uh, Star Wars to drop. I'm actually going to buy it. The, solo the last birthday, right? the last Jedi. Oh, the last oh, Jedi. Oh, Han Solo movie comes out during my birthday. Mm. It's going to be lit. It's going to yeah. be lit, fellas. No, we did. With him, I worked on two games, actually. One was, uh, it was they were both for Adventure Time. I forgot what the first game was titled, but the second time it was for Car Wars Kingdom 2, which I also got to work with Justin Roiland on that game. From Rick and Morty. From Rick and Morty. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Super cool guy. This guy gets to work with all the cool people, and I just get to work with schmucks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. He anyone, loves you. Yeah, anyone he that I work with. all of you. I love you. Except Fabian, he can suck one. <laughs> yeah, so working with him was cool. Um, nice. Wow, you also worked with uh, George Takei, right? George Takei. Yeah, Takei. Yeah. Steve yeah. That was for uh, the Teen Titans game. Yeah. And he also did uh, the guy that did uh, Corky Romano. Was it? Was oh, it uh, Chris Catan. Yeah. That was one of the first guys I worked with. I think it was, I don't know if I actually worked on it or I sat in on that. I think it was a little both. Mm, nice. Cool. Yeah, man. Sounds like you worked with some cool people. Yeah. I mean, who's the other guy? Um, I also did, at Studio City Sound, I did uh, ADR for uh, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, that spinoff show. Oh, that's the Janine uh, Garofalo show, right? And uh, Forrest Whitaker. Right? No. Um, it was with um, Gary Sinise. But, but I thought he already had a... He was on CSI, and then CSI, I think, went oh, off the air. Oh, that's right. And You're then right. Um, he did uh, he did a guest episode with the actual Criminal Minds show, and then they did a spinoff with, starring him. Now, was it CSI Miami? Was it CSI Las Vegas? I think CSI... he... I think... Was he CSI... No, he was CSI Vegas, I think. Okay, so I think that's just CSI, right? Right. But yeah. then he went to Criminal Minds... 
They did two seasons. They got canceled after two seasons, which is a bummer. Harsh. But I did ADR for a lot of the episodes in the first season. Damn, bro. So I got to work awesome. with him almost all the time. He was, How is he? Is he a cool oh, dude? Oh, he's a nice person, man. Did he give you his Lieutenant Dan demos? No. Ah, like, oh, dude, that would have been <laughs> you know, great. I, I really, uh, you know, it's funny because like at that studio, he does a lot of work at that studio, voiceover stuff. So I met him before that. But... Your ace back there. Yeah, just, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's him. Uh, so, if, if you guys heard that, that's my dog Ace chewing on a water bottle. Yeah, he likes to get water bottles, empty water bottles, and he'll chew them and just pop the caps off, and then he'll just leave them there for me to pick up later, because but, he's a dick. But I love him. <clears throat> but he's a dick. He loves a dick. Man, no, I didn't bug him about or ask him about Forrest Gump or anything. He was ah, just such a great movie. But he was like one of the few actors always come in and say, hey, how you doing? You know, good to see you. Go and do his line. All right, man, take it easy. I'll see you next time. A lot of actors just come in and say, oh, hey, hi, and then they just run out the door as fast as they can. Yeah, I mean, they have a tight schedule, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they were coming basically from set. Yeah. They would come from set, so they're coming at the end of their day or coming sure in between to, you set, you know, breaks. and. Yeah, but, it, could be, it could be, you know, rough. Um, I luckily, you know, never had to work with... Um, people of that caliber mm-hmm. um you know and i and it's not because i didn't want to it's because i didn't have the opportunity to but i don't think i would want to to be honest um doing the whole po- uh, post-production thing oh man i i just couldn't do it yeah i you know i i used to you know we had to do it for school right right and then when i was sitting there doing it i was like you know what but you know what the this school not for me man the kind the way the school like laid it out and they didn't really do a good job, honestly. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Because I'm sitting there already knowing the info and already had the experience. I'm just like, this is not the way you're supposed to do it. And did, did you have to do the paella one too? I mean, we saw it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work on that and I was like, oh God, why? But yeah, I mean, I also got to work with uh, McKelty Williamson. Williamson. Why does that name sound familiar? He played Bubba in Forrest Gump. So I worked the two of uh, you know the three major characters in Forrest Bro. Gump. I'm I'm still missing Tom Hanks. If Dude, I could ever work with Tom Hanks, you I, know he, he they re, they filmed at our school when we were there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think it was the one with uh, Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh man, dude, I love Tom Hanks. I I really love Tom Hanks. Like I grew up watching him. He's a, a phenomenal actor. But when you know Forrest Gump came out. Right, and I remember watching that movie as a kid, going like, "Man, this is a great movie." But anytime it comes out on TV, I have to watch it. Yeah, like I could be watching something else, and I'm just one of those movies. Yeah, and I'm like, "Fuck that!" I'm gonna finish watching this movie. Yeah, and every like the one part that really gets to me is when they're in Vietnam and he pulls Bubba from the you know where they they got hit. Yeah, and then he's like, "Bubba," I, you know, he goes, "Forrest, I want to go home, Forrest." I want to go home. That always just gets oh, me. Man. Like that part. Ugh. That whole movie, like, you know, oh, I, you know, God. that movie came out when I was a kid. Yeah. And, you know, watching it now and understanding more of what was going on. Yeah. And like watching it, rewatching as an adult as opposed to when it first came out. Right? Like, it's such a great movie. Same thing with The Simpsons, man. When I go back and watch old episodes of The Simpsons, I'm just like, oh, wow. I just went right, right over my head as a kid. You know, I, I'm not, I love The Simpsons up to the point where Krusty fakes his own death. After that, I kind of fell off. Um, and, you know, and I tried watching some of the new episodes, but I guess like now Marge and Simpson are divorced. Are they? Or not, not the Marge and Homer are divorced. Really? I, 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 from what that last episode. It took her long enough. But this was like three or four years ago that I was watching that. And I was actually, you know, it's funny. I was actually at a laundromat, you know, because uh, at the time our washer and dryer took shit. And so I went over there to dry my clothes and 
I was sitting there watching and had it going, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on with this TV show? But we digress. We're not here to talk about TV or movies, even though Forrest Gump is an amazing movie. And Colin Hanks is an ama- another great actor. Yep. I think uh, considering who his dad is, he's done an amazing job for himself. He's and doing he, very well for he's himself. He's fucking awesome. Um, all right, so what I want to touch on is Nam. Oh, Nam no. happened a couple months ago, right? Right. Yeah, if Faven didn't get to go. We, we missed you. Yeah, we missed we really you, really did. Was, I missed great. you, man. So what do you want? You want more Rasputin? He hasn't tried the Rasputin. He, uh, he's had it. I've he's had it before. I'm not a big fan. Okay, so we're going to do the other one. So we'll give you this. No. Oh, look at that. That's so much head on this shit. Hey. <laughs> that's right. That's the only way you can get it. Hey. <laughs> um, all right, so I want to go and I want to talk about Nam. And the reason I want to talk about Nam is because we both checked out a lot of gear together and we have some different opinions. One of the ones... Uh, and I think uh, one of the episodes that I posted, the NAM episode, when we were walking around with the lab mics, mm-hmm. remember that? That was pretty yeah. fun. Um, we talked about the Warm Audio 1073 clone. Right. Or I should say their iteration of that. Right. Now, I was not a fan of that. I, you know what? I was and I wasn't. The thing is, is that I need to hear it with actual drums and actual guitars. I really hate when uh, companies demo their products with an overall two-channel mix. Yeah, I think that was bullshit. And I'm like, I don't understand why they do this because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, if just put two two channels of drums at at the very least. Right, so we can see how it affects the the actual instrument itself and not Mm -hmm. like a whole mix. Because I wouldn't use that on a whole mix to be honest I would right. want to use it on individual you know tracks yeah, like I, mean, I don't know if vocals, anybody uses yeah. 1073 EQs on a two channel mix I mean overall. there might be some people if they have it but I can tell you for, for me I'd, I'd, I'd go API yeah. before I'd go Neve um, I think it's just too wide of an EQ yeah um, or I'd go the Rupert Neve design stuff the R&D stuff mm-hmm. I'd go there before I'd go like the actual Neve AMS stuff yeah. or any of that including the warm audio stuff for the heritage audio. Right. So, yeah, I wasn't a big, uh, I just couldn't get into it. Like, uh, and you know what? And I love warm audio stuff. Like, I love their LA-2A, uh, you know, um, iteration. Right. I think it's amazing. The right. Tone Beast, I think it's an amazing fucking preamp. Yeah. I did Hell, the 1176. Uh, yeah, the Warm 76. I'm, yeah. I'm not an 1176 fan uh, per se, mm-hmm. but I think that that version that they came out with was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I know I know Universal Audio makes another good one too, but for the price point, you can't beat it. Like it's right. just you know. And when I heard the 1073, you know, iteration, I I was just kind of like, man, this is I can't get into it. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of dug it. I was kind of digging it, and then that's the only thing that put me off is I didn't really get a chance to really see what it can do. But I mean, I, and it's, it still and it's has relatively my, it's, cheap, right? Yeah, it like, still has me. It's point? cheaper than the. Um, in the Vintex. Well, the Vintex are fucking pricey, man. Like, and, I like, I like Vintex stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I do. I, I've I really, heard them. I really want to compare those. I really want to compare the uh, the Warms to the Vintex, and I want to compare them to the BAEs. Well, you know, um, Heritage Audio also makes uh, 1073s. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one more company that does them, and I can't remember off the top of my head. But let's see. Uh, the British, the WA73Q... 
or the EQ British microphone preamp and EQ is seven ninety nine. That, that is ridiculously cheap. I mean, right? Man, I know it's eight hundred bucks, but to, compared just to, to everything tell else, you, uh, Faven, someone who's not into audio, right? Let me just let me just tell you what it would cost for a different company. Ten seventy three. Yeah, you're gonna learn today. You're gonna get learned it, son. <laughs> you're gonna get learned it. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> so check it out the BAE right 1073D which is the 500 series dual slot is at $2200 right and the BAE 1073MP which is just the mic pre right and what else does it have mic pre yes yeah, just the mic pre $1500 or no 1150 1150 just the pre just the preamp no EQ if you do the 1073 mic line preamp and EQ, which is dissimilar to the warm audio, 3135, right? But these are companies that are known to make, you know, fucking amazing products. So I can see why, you know, it would be that much. But fuck, man, I don't think Vintech, you know, 1073 replica, 1895. Yeah. So, I mean, 799 compared to. Heritage Audio, 1073 500 microphone preamp and EQ, 2200 So, yeah, I mean, you can buy three of those and still, you know, it'd be a lot cheaper than buying anything from BAE or Heritage yeah. or Vintech even. Fucking crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, uh, we do stuff that is very expensive. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have a bad. Uh, Seems like every hobby I get yeah, into is yeah, always exa expensive. Exactly, man. We have an expensive hobby. Well, I mean, to me, it's not a hobby. It's a it's it's a career. Yeah, you know, well, I, I, get, I do this for you the know. music stuff for me is a hobby. Yeah. So, all right. So now, what what did you see in Nam that really that you really stood out to you that you really liked that you really were like, man, I have to have this fucking thing. Like, I I can't live without this. Oh man. Um. Looks like we're tapping into the Anderson Valley I Bourbon think it's Barrel about that Stout. Time. Wild Turkey Barrels. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah someone's gonna. I, someone's, Someone's gonna die tonight. Dude, I can't remember. I didn't see this at NAM because I was not paying attention. But I saw it on Instagram or something. It was this one company. Let me see if I can find the name. Okay, it was called Fix Audio Designs. Fix Audio Designs. What is that? Dude, it's basically a company that designs console buckets. You can make your own console. You can put whatever the fuck you want in Wait, there. Mostly 500 on. series stuff, but... I think I saw that. You saw that? Was that on um, the top level, right? Yeah, we saw that. The, yeah. That one looked pretty fucking cool. That's nuts, dude. Dude, that's... So I saw that. I'm like, wait, so I can basically like have everything pre-done for me and just put what I want inside it. Bro, how how fucking awesome is that? Yeah, no, brilliant. I, I can't believe I missed that. So next year, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, I, I, me and Caesar actually saw that, and it was actually pretty cool. Oh, come on, Ace. Ace. Come on, uh, bud. Ace, always with the Ace. Um, but yeah, me and Caesar checked that out. It was pretty fucking awesome. The concept is great. Yeah, it's great for if you don't want a full console, you can make buckets. Yeah. The, the only problem that I see with that is that, you know, when you talk about a console, you're talking about... Some sort of you know family or of of, of preamps or, or EQs and stuff like that. They're going to stand out and you know sound great, like an SSL G series or an SSL 
Um, <laughs> look at this guy. He's so nosy. You want some beer, want some beer too? No, don't give no, him I'm any beer. beer. I tried the other day. He didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy's like, we'll drink beer, no problem. No, dude, like, honestly, I didn't even mean for him to drink it. I left the, uh, a beer literally on the floor, like a cup. And he tastes a little bit of it, and then he was just like, Yeah, like, it definitely wasn't Bud Light, right? Dude, when we were younger, (laughs) our dad had a uh, bull terrier, huge bull terrier. His name was Champion. Wow. And this dude would drink beer. Yeah, he's trying to pawn off the Samoas. This dude, this this dog would drink beer, bro. Like, he'd see my dad go for the Budweiser's, and he'd like immediately grab a saucer and then put it right there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but damn, what was I talking about? We're talking about consoles, right? Right. We're, yeah. So anyway, console, so like, I, I think for it, me, yeah. like it's gonna, it, it kind of sucks because when you, when you work on a console, you have uh, uniformity, right? Or, you know, uniform sound, if you will. Continuity right. is what I'm going for. So it's a uh, continuity. So you got the same EQs everywhere. You got the same, and, and that's what I feel gives you the sound of a console. Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't have a console and you, you know, mix match and st- uh, stuff, that's fine. That's cool. You can make it work. But to me, the records that I grew up loving were all on consoles. Right. Right. Like the Metallica stuff. You right. know, I mean. But yeah. also, I mean, the argument against that is also that, you know, a lot of these mixers, you know, always have outboard gear. So they're not always going to use the console EQ for a certain instrument. Maybe they'll use their outboard gear or an outboard I think, compressor. I think it depends on the time. Right. Uh, you know the time frame, or you know the date. The, the well, I know the outboards date, more date you know? today. Yeah, outboard. You know, then. outboard gear is more of a '90s thing. I think, yeah, right. But I'd say like anything that was done like '85 and older, maybe was all in the same console, right? Maybe one compressor on the bus, mm-hmm. right, and uh, one reverb, one delay for everything. So at least uh, you know that's what I interpreted it in. Um, but I know like stuff that was done in the seventies, right, on Neve consoles, it was all on the console. It was that bus compressor right. on the console, right. you know. So I don't know. I it just I think for me, if I'm going to record drums, I would want the you know all the microphones to come through the same source, right, or, or the same uh, preamp. But and that's EQ. I mean that's kind of the way I like about this whole customize your own consoles that I will probably set up a certain amount of channels for drums and set up a certain amount of channels for my guitars and for bass and vocals and so on. But that's if I had a really lot of money. Yeah. That's all. And that's another thing. It's very pricey. Yeah. Right. It's not like, Oh, Hey, you know, here's a five grand. Go ahead and build it. No, you know? Yeah. Not enough. Shit. You know, five grand wouldn't even buy me the monitors that I want. <laughs> I know the monitors you want. Yeah. It's not expensive. <laughs> well, no, actually we decided that you know how we were listening to the ATCs, right? And there was a, roughly around eight grand. Right. Um, we actually ended up coming across the Dyna Audio LYD yeah, 38s. Yeah. yeah. Those are the ones I, I want. Yeah. Those and they're are good. They're like a you know almost a quarter of the price of the uh, ATC monitors. And Sad they were day. they were both very good. Yeah. Sad day. I, I like the Dyna Audios. We are out of pretzels. Oh, man, I'm like we're eating crumbs. I know, dude. Fuck it, I don't care. All right, so right now. Let me Here's, just my voice real quick. So yeah. Yeah. Let me give you a rundown yeah. of the beers oh, we just drank. Hold on one second there, boy. We drank the Golden Road Wolf Pup Session IPA, which is really good. Then we had the Smog City Amarillo Gorilla, which is one of my favorites. But the Hop Tonic is always going to be one of my faves as well. Um, then we, after that, we went to the Imper- North Coast Brewing Old Raspy or Old Rasputin. 
One of my favorite Imperial Stouts. Fucking amazing. Yeah. I have a good coffee pour you right now. Oh, man. Shit, no. And then the next one is the Bourbon Barrel Stout. That's, uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be a little hard for me to put that one down. All right. So I got questions for you before we, we take off. And I like to ask, you know, people just to get a mindset of where they're at. So I, I think I have like three or four. I can't remember. I've been drinking. So I'm going to try to, you know, just. I'm starting ooh. to develop a taste for this. Yeah, right? Me too. It's kind of like. It's uh, weird. It's it's like. It's a, like tangy at the end. Yeah. Right? You're kind of like, oh, fuck. Has this gone bad? What? Look at the alcohol percentage. Don't fucking take that shit for granted. It's got to be heavy. It's only 6.9. That's it? Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. I thought oh. it was Bro, 7.8. That's 8. more, yeah. Yeah, 7.8. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. What's I this one? I thought it was higher than that. Maybe because I saw the Black Tuesday. No, the Black Tuesday is definitely going to be higher than that. Nineteen. This one is. Oh, you and your scoping. This is already. This is seven. Yeah, get out of here with that yeah. little baby girl bullshit. Guys, it's done in a wild, in wild turkey barrel. Like it's got to be a super yeah, high percentage. It's like Christian Bale Batman. <laughs> Oh, oh, watch out for the alcohol content. <laughs> He's her Batman. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where is he? Where is he? I was like, relax, dude. Ace, relax. Ace, it's, Ace, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. We're not, we're not going to edit this part out. <laughs> dude, we're going to leave that. We're going to leave the Christian dude, Oh, my oh no. Ace, Ace, down. Ace. Ace. Hey, hey, down. All right, kiss. Ace, okay. walk. You want to go for a walk? Oh, snaps. Go take him out there. Go, 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 go. Speaking of Ace, I tell you that I, that I worked with the uh, the actor that uh, the voice for Batman Beyond, Will Friedle. That's where I got. He doesn't realize that's where I got the name from. Well, of course. And when I saw that the dog was named Ace, I was like, "Motherfucker stole my name for my next dog." Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry, bro. Here's what happened. So Louis asked me like because I wanted I wanted to keep the dog because they didn't my parents didn't want to keep him. So mm -hmm. I said, "Fuck it, we're gonna keep him." They had asked me, "What are you gonna name him?" And I wanted to call him just dog. <laughs> right? Remember, I was like, can we just call him dog? Dog hey, or dog? Dog. So, dog. It was a tie between crypto or ace ah, because I love DC. Right. And I knew he was going to be pissed off that I would name him crypto because, because he's a white dog DC. and he's a Superman's dog. Yeah. So say, you know and what? I hate, I hate ace. DC. And then even, it doesn't matter because we're the only ones who actually call him Ace, the English speaking people of the house. Right. Everyone else calls him Ice. 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 Ace? Down, Ace? down, down, come on. Perro. But, but yeah, that's where I got the name from. Yeah. You're the only one who actually gets that because I've actually, I've never told anyone where I got the name from. But as soon as like they hear Ace, they're like, oh, that's a cool name. But no one has actually. Oh, I, yeah, they yeah. just think like, oh, it's name. I mean, I was going to call him Dog. You know, a Dag. <laughs> a Dag. That's funny because I thought he was the one that would have named him that. But it was you? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a DC fan, bro. I'm Marvel all the way. I'm Marvel all the way too, but DC's got a special spot in my heart. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing about DC is Batman. Sorry, guys. I said it. I'm throwing it out there. Anytime I get a chance to, I say, fuck DC, Marvel rules. Oh, Batman's by far my favorite but DC Batman, character. But Batman's always going to have a heart. Batman a, Beyond, though, man. Batman Beyond was an awesome fucking show. Yeah, what? Where are you going? Where? I'm going to go party. No, you're not. I'm not driving. They're picking me up. Dude, I can't. Oh. Who's going to take care of the kid? You're leaving. Yeah. Oh, shit. Exactly. Edit this part out. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to edit a lot of this <laughs> stuff out because we, we went on rambles over here. All right, so back to my questions. So what is your ideal recording setup? Like if you had no 
worry about money, cash, or anything like that. Are we talking about posts or talking about music? We're talking about, well, wh- what is it that you like to do more, music or post? I would like to be prepared and set up for both because I don't okay. like ever being caught in my pants down. Well, then something that'll work for both. Ideal setup, man. Um, I, I would love to have my own, my own. If I could have that audio fix design, what's it called? Fix audio? No, yeah. Fix audio. The console? Fix audio, yeah. If I could have one of those customized, obviously it's going to be customized, like a full slot of Neve 1073s and Neve 31102s. I think that's what they are. The preamps that they have at the 8086 console at uh, NRG in room A. I think it's 31102s. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. The compressor? No, no, no. The, the preamp and EQ as well. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I want both flavors. I love both of those. Those sound really good. And um, we'll love to have an Avalon preamp, 737, and a Millennia STT1. That'd be my post side right there. Good old fashioned few distressors. Um, what else do I use? Oh, I love the, uh, the DBX 160. Oh man, it was, it's not the V 160. Man, what is it? It's the blue one. It's a two channel blue one. Shit. DBX. Gotta find out. I gotta find out. Man, I knew this since because I'm drinking I forgot what it's called. SL? Yeah, the 160 SL. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, the blue That's one. That's the blue one. Yeah. That's the stereo one, right? Yeah. Good dude. Oh, I love that for voiceover, man. It sounds so clean. So that would basically cover my uh, my VO and ADR setup right there. With you know, obviously for uh, ADR, I love using the shotgun 416. Or shotgun Sennheiser 416, which is a shotgun. And um, I would have a, a lav mic as a second mic for ADR. And for VO, um, a uh, Audio Technica 4047 and a uh, Neumann U87. And maybe a TLM 170 or what's the other one? 107? Is there a 107? I think there's a TLM 107. There's a 102 and a 103. I know that. Let me see. There's a TLM 107. I know it was a 170. I like the 170. There is a 107. But the 170 for sure. Maybe a 107. Nice. And um, for music, I already got some of my dream mics. I got that... Uh, AKG D12 VR for my kick. Mm-hmm. I got one of those. A couple 451s. Always a 57. Grip of those. Uh, what's the other one that I want? I love the Coles. The uh, you know the oven mitt ones. Yes, those are cool. We I got like a, those. we got the two of those at the shelter. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, those are those are badass. Yeah, they're they're pretty legit, dude. Um, for uh. Or the Sennheiser, the four, uh, the one for Tom's. I can't remember the name. Four twenties, right? 
Oh, wait. Uh, wait, you're talking about the 421s? 421s. Yeah. There we go. I'm drinking, man. I can't remember my mic. I, I know this shit like, like nothing. And We've only had like three tasties. No, we had. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. That's when you came in. <laughs> yeah, 421s. And, and, you know, for some reason, those sound really good on kicks too. Like, those sound amazing on kick drums. And I can't think of anything else that I would need. Probably room mics. Uh, there are some Neumanns that we... Oh, C12. C12s are great. And uh, if I could have a Neumann U47. I mean, and, you're, uh, you're looking at like... Oh, it's too yeah. much money. And also a, a subkick. It doesn't yeah. have to be the Yamaha. If I could probably build one, I'd probably build my yeah. own subkick. That's good though, man. I mean, yeah, I, I did say there is no cap. So like if money wasn't an issue. Right. So that's good, you know. That's that sounds like a pretty then, pretty yeah. decent setup there. And then outboard compressors, whatever I like, I probably end up buying. But that's awesome. No, it's a good thing. Like, man, I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> I, I I'm over here lusting over gear and stuff, but you know, I could buy all this gear too, and then I'd be like, what am I gonna do with it? Because I hardly ever work with music. Yeah, took this fucking guy. You see him? Yeah. No respect for the mic stand. Down, down. Thank you. Sit, sit. Hey, sit. Good yeah, boy. Good boy. Good boy, buddy. He's excited. Easy, to see easy. You. Yeah, he, he just loves seeing you. Um, yeah, he remembers the last time. That's I know, dude. Yeah, he knows that you play with him. <laughs> All right, so cool. Well, man, thanks so much for stopping by, dude. Really appreciate it. I had a blast. You know, yeah. we had good drinks. We had great pretzels. Ace was all over you. Still is. He's ready to play. Um, I definitely. <laughs> you hear that? That's his tail <laughs> right there. I definitely would like to have you back again, considering that we finally had a good episode where it didn't crash on me. Oh, and uh, yeah, to see where you're at, and you know, hopefully you worked on with some more music stuff. But um, do you have a website or anything like that that people can go check out your work, or you know, are you on IMDb? I'm on IMDb. Fuck! Look at you. Yeah. IMDb in it, son. Yeah, I was surprised I actually got credit on that Final Fantasy game. Yeah, so how many credits do you have on oh. IMDb? Oh my god, Ace Jeez. down. You, you just want to play, don't you? Huh? You, you want to go? You want to go? Huh? You want to go? Okay, give me three okay minutes, Ace go. down, Come on, down, 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 down. down. Thank you, boy. That was my dog going crazy. I got a few. I don't. I don't have a lot, but I got a. I got a decent amount. That's good, man. Um, you know, that, it's great that you're getting credit for that kind of stuff because I know sometimes it can suck for engineers, you know, especially if you're doing like a specific task. Oh, yeah, there's a total bunch of stuff I didn't credit for. Yeah. How does that work? Do you have to sign up for it or they, they do it on their own? Well, it's, it has well, to be a part of the liner notes. Like, you know, for the Criminal Mind show I told you about, they did ADR. For some reason, CBS doesn't give credit for uh, ADR uh, recordists. What a bunch of dicks yeah and i talked to the uh, the adr director I'm like, hey is there a credit for this She's like sorry you know, like I, I understand why because it doesn't cost them anything but they don't i was like well that sucks but you know what <laughs> and she's like yeah but you know what here like here's my name you know take my name take my email my number and if you need a recommendation or anything like perfect you, you got it reference you got it even like, better cool. dude yeah so that's good oh yeah no she was really cool and so that works out to your advantage yeah yeah well, that's good well that's it. Let's raise these glasses up. Salud. Salutations. Cheers. The gear. Oh, oh, to gear, gear. and beers and uh, anything else in life that's worth having. Till next time, have a good night. Thank you again for coming. Thank you. Uh, get Swifty because Rick and Morty. He doesn't like Rick and Morty. Oh, uh, I never uh, met someone that doesn't like Rick and Morty. Well, you know, you was can't a trust male. Them. You can't trust them. I just, I just
Bubba Lubba Dub Dub. That's right. <laughs> 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 Good night, everybody. Deuces. <laughs>